Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Wednesday Hump Day edition to you, May 24th, 2023, another edition of Kentucky Roll Call. We're on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to the morning. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm uh, I'm moving, shaking. Uh I feel like uh, old sciatic scoots lately where I've been waking up and having to get a little stretch in to wake up the old bones, but um, nothing a little, little stretch will, uh, will hurt. But um, I uh, I did something yesterday that, man, I couldn't tell you the last time I did it. Uh, I cleaned my desk, and when I say I cleaned it, like not only did I take all the stuff off of it, I actually uh, dusted it and removed the dirt and disgusting grime and stuff so yeah feels feels good feels good feel refreshed that's great to hear scoots how are you how, how was your tuesday uh i am also refreshed yeah i uh i had a nice little tuesday easy day at work i was able to actually i did not have a nice tuesday i kind of had a tj walker moment i uh left work about 4 40 and then oh it was probably about 5 30 i realized you know it's not going to be for a, probably about another hour until I get home. Took me an hour and 40 minutes to get home from work last night. Should have been a 20-minute drive. Apparently, the Sherman Mitten is closed this week. So, all that traffic Yikes. is being funneled to 65. Last night was an absolute nightmare. I was hitting my steering wheel every three seconds. So furious. I, di- I did the thing, too, where I hopped off on a side road. I was like, oh, I know a way around this that nobody else knows, right? Get on that side road. It was arguably busier than 65. So, yeah, after about an hour and 40 minutes, I finally made it home to relax for about two and a half, three hours before I had to go to bed. So that was nice. That's tough, Scoots. It that's, was tough. That's bummer to hear. Sorry, traffic's the worst. It really so is. So do you, are, are you, you're a, I'm going to honk my horn, even though nobody in front of me can control what Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not a honker at all. There was one instance where I wanted to honk. Um, I was, I was on that side road waiting at a light to go straight, but I was like the fourth or fifth car back in line. And there's a turning lane that turns to the left in front of that spot. So there was a car. I guess was trying to make the lane 
So he just pulls out in the intersection, is literally blocking our road to go straight because his traffic's not moving either because they're all waiting to get on 65. So we missed one entire light just because some jack wagon thought he could try to save some time. But that was the only time I really wanted to honk. But I, I wouldn't have in that situation because I wasn't first in line. But if I was first in line, hell yeah, I'd have been laying on it for him. Honk, honk. <laughs> it would have been more than that. It would have been those, those long, drawn-out ones that are real embarrassing. A nice road moment I enjoy having. Everybody always talks about all the bad road moments. One nice one I like having is when somebody's on their phone at the light, and you're not, like, in a rush or you're not mad, but you also don't want to miss the light. So you give, like, the soft little baby beep where it's, like, beep. And then they like they they give you the wave where it's like oh yeah sorry oops I was goofing <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I'll get moving along here thanks for the courteous honk um, there are days I think everybody's been there where you just want to lay on the horn and just be like you idiot move it's green it's time to go but I, I I like when you give the little courteous beep they appreciate the courtesy they appreciate the heads up they acknowledge that they had made a little bit of a goof. And then everybody goes on their merry way. That's a nice little road moment that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah, but, um, you know, that's um, it's kind of, you know, we, we don't talk about how great traffic was. We rarely do. Unless it's a good time getting in and out of like a ball game or something like that. And you're just like, wow, I'm a genius. I got us in and out of there in no time. Like some, something like that. I feel like that. It is the rare time you talk about a good traffic center. Speaking of ball game, I'm going to have to deal with it probably again tonight because I'm taking my grandpa to the Louisville City game. So hopefully, Roush, City. Here ho- we go. hopefully Roush, that scenario pans out and I can say how much of a genius I am because I got us out quick. We'll uh, see. Word on the street is, it's uh, is it $2 hot dogs tonight? It is, and beer. Oh, Come on. Oh, man. Guess who's tying one on? People. There we go. <laughs> People. <laughs> Peepaw's going to throw him back. Watch the boys in purple. He, you know what his drink of choice is? So he doesn't drink very often. Unless there's like a keg tapping, he'll he'll get a little sample of it or whatever. But his drink is beer and Sprite. He mixes those two together, and he will have <laughs> he will have one, maybe two. I've never seen him have three beer and Sprites. Well, in fairness, I don't know like the carbonation, if anybody can handle True. all of that beer and Sprite. True. <laughs> beer and Sprite. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty weird. I don't know anybody that does that. That's a German thing, I guess. They call it a Rattler. Well, maybe you swing by the home on the way home from the Louisville City game. Your home? Get him, a real, be- home. Get him a real beer? <laughs> I've never heard of it, but if it works for him, works for me. Scoots, the first 500 fans are getting a pair of purple sunglasses. No kidding? Today. Wow, we I'm may not- have to get there early. Yeah, they're pretty snazzy. They're not Shady Rays, unfortunately. Yeah. But they do have the little Louisville City logo on them. Uh, yeah, first 500 fans through Gates 1 or 5. Well, that's fun. You're going to have a blast. Oh, yeah. It should be should be a good time. I have no idea who they're playing. But, yeah, Louisville City games are always fun. So, glad we're getting good weather for it. It's going to be phenomenal weather today. So, couldn't well, be happier. You know, speak for yourself, Mr. Yep. Summertime Scoots. It's going to be ahead. like almost 90. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I want to sit in my seat and sweat the whole game. Can't wait. Well, we can all agree that the the weather tomorrow will be better. Yeah, infinitely better. Uh, So, yeah, I'm much, 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 much better. 
Every, something something everybody will agree on. You won't get any yeah. any differing opinions there. Yeah, well, Scooch, you're gonna have you're gonna have a blast tonight. We're excited to hear how it goes. I, I wish I wish we could go. Just seven thirty kickoffs, bedtimes around seven fifteen. Just not a match necessarily made in heaven. But if Louisville City ever plays earlier games, which I'm pretty sure they don't for the rest of the season, which goes all the way to like October or November which is a long time to not have any more normal time games. I guess you could say 7.30 is normal time for them, but earlier games for the kiddos. Surely they, have some, a blast. surely they have some on Saturday that are earlier, no? Pretty sure they don't. Really? I looked it up not too long ago. Huh. They, may have like one or two, they may have like one or two, but for some reason I don't think they worked for me. Hmm. But they, they love the night games. I mean, it, it's, it's tough to play a day July game in Kentucky and think, yeah, that, you can, yeah. think, and think that you can get away with it. Now, why aren't they doing more norm earlier time games in the spring? It's fair to question, but I think I think they've got the times and the attendances and stuff figured out. I think seven thirty yeah. works better for them, even if it's not better for the baby audience, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm sure the baby audience isn't purchasing as much uh, booze and concession stands as uh, the adult audience. Yeah, speak for your own baby. Speak for your own baby. Well, we appreciate you tuned in. There's a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, we would love to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it in. We'll read it on air. You know how the how the deal goes. Stop by Thornton's on your way into work today. Get yourself some donuts. Go nuts. And why not a big coffee to get you get you. No. Midway Sounds through great. the week, you may need a little push to to get over this hump on hump day. So, Thornton's has it all. Fresh fruit as well. Locations all throughout Louisville. Download the Refresher Rewards app. You'll save time. You'll save money each and every time you pop into a Thornton's. Same X Baseball beat Trinity last night. We're number one. We're Ooh. number one. But in more disappointing news, Manual season comes to an end on a 2-1 mm. loss to Eastern. So St. X will take Eastern on in the seventh region championship. And unfortunately, P. Diddy from the big city, his baseball career comes to a close. Ah, it's real disappointing. Um, you know, not, not everybody can end their, their, their seasons, their careers with a win. So it's tough. Uh, wish they would have stayed alive a little bit longer. And, um, I, I, I do have a feeling, however, they would have ran into a buzzsaw regardless uh, in the next game. Well, they did beat St. X. Um, oh. Or, yeah, no, they, yes. Or they beat Trinity. They beat one of them, for sure. I think St. X. I think they, like, one hit St. X. Um, I, no, maybe that was Trinity. Regardless, uh, disappointing <laughs> for them. They lose the Eastern for the third time on the, the season. And, but, but heck of a season way to go. P Diddy from the big city. You're the man. Uh, and I was thinking about probably going if, if on Friday night, if Manuel was playing saying X, but, but not to be, but good, good career at Manuel and the crimson come up just a bit short scoots, man. I have a cousin who was playing softball last night in sectional play over here in Indiana. Really wanted to go to the game. It was at 5.30, so I was that was my plan when I actually left work, and I quickly realized I wouldn't be able to get to the game in time because it was all the way in, as you like to say, TJ Charleston, a.k.a. Charlestown. Um, but she ended up hitting a freaking home run in the game. I'm so mad that mm -hmm. I couldn't get there. 
Does she play for the Charlestown Pirates? She plays for the Salem Lions. Oh. Yes. Shouldn't they be the Salem Witches? They should, yeah. Actually, let's start a petition. I'll sign it. Seriously. Well, that's exciting, but I'm I'm sure you'll be there for the next one. No, she's actually a senior. That was her last game, and they lost. So, cool. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Pretty disappointing. She going to take a COVID year? Uh, she is not. No. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be winning any Uncle of the Year prizes this year. Cousin, no. cousin of the year. Well, same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, you know who else came up short last night, TJ? Yes, a, a couple, a, a couple people, a couple teams, a couple things. But who Especially do you have in mind? The the Batcats. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. On the one hand, this is um, like the the baseball purists will tell you, like, okay, the SEC tournament it really doesn't matter unless you have to win to get in. Um, if you have to go on a run to get in, and in Kentucky's case, they're already really hosting a regional. Now, maybe if they won a couple of games, they could have been a top eight seed to host a super regional. So, in that sense, like, okay, maybe maybe long term. Resting some arms is actually beneficial. But in the short term, TJ, I was enjoying watching the baseball game, uh, albeit without, um, you know, the, the runs, the hits, the offense. But it was like, okay, Kentucky baseball is on TV. I'll watch them. And I wanted more Kentucky baseball to watch on TV. We're getting to a very, very dry time in the sports calendar. And I'm upset. I wanted to, I wanted to see him play. And uh, it's 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 a little upsetting that they are once again one and done, shut out by Alabama, four nothing Tuesday night in the opening round of the SEC tournament, the single elimination part before it went to double elimination. I knew when I sent that tweet about Tennessee being one hit and shut out that it was going to be doom for the Batcats, and unfortunately, yeah. they didn't fare much better than old stinky Tennessee. That was a bummer. That was a bummer. And it, partially, you got to tip your hat to Alabama. That Pinkney fella was just an absolute yeah. freak. He Made life. He, he will be in, in the MLB as I don't know how many years he still has left in college, but he'll be in the MLB someday. What a freak arm. Good athlete. Good player. He was a, a nightmare for the Cats yesterday. It felt a little bit like game two in that Tennessee series for people that have been following along this season. UK lost. Just felt like Kentucky was the better team. It was just goofy, silly, unfortunate stuff that didn't go their way. First off, Alabama hits a two-run home run. You, you know, you, you wish you'd throw a different pitch there. That could change things. But you also have to give credit to Alabama. But Kentucky, one inning, gets a leadoff double. They bunt, They try to bunt him over to third with no outs, which I just freaking hate so much from Nick Mingione. But, again, UK baseball's had a good season. You just kind of have to trust. He, he knows what he's doing in these situations. But the bunt was not executed perfectly. It pops up to the pitcher. So, boom, there's one out. Now, luckily for UK, the pitcher tried to pick off the guy off second who got a big jump coming off the bunt. And he overthrows second. So the guy ends up getting to third on a quote-unquote sack bunt regardless. But even still, it's just like, what? Why? No outs. Why are you wasting an out with the guy on second? If this other guy hits a single, you're bringing him in. 
What's yeah, the, the scoring. <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't, you're not down one nothing in the bottom of the ninth where you have to find a way to get this run across. It was like the third inning. And then the next batter, he pops out to right field. That's where Pinckney's waiting. They do the tag and just out by a country mile. Nick Mangione thought that the catcher was blocking the plate. They review it, no chance. And boom, double play ends the inning. And there were several other innings where UK would get some momentum, get things cooking, and then just a silly error, a silly mistake would cost them. Or a base running error, trying to steal. They got caught trying to steal a couple times, which, you know, that that that's going to instantly end momentum. But this is an aggressive team. This is the stuff they've been doing all season. And, again, maybe you just have to tip your cap to Alabama and say it was their day. UK had a couple balls, get to the wall or the warding track, and just like, oh, my goodness, just a little bit more, you get a big blue bomb. <laughs> And it totally changes. Tough. Yeah, it totally changes the whole Pinkney landscape of the game. Not one of them. Didn't he like rob one of them? Um, I, I thought I, I can think of the center fielder once catching it with his back against the wall, but but I could be mistaken. Um, he did. There's a couple of them. There's a couple of them that went deep that you thought maybe would have a chance for the Batcats, and it just didn't work out. It wasn't their night. That's baseball, and unfortunately, with the position they're in in the SEC tournament. That was a winner-go-home game. They didn't win. If they would have, they would have played Florida today or today or tomorrow, and then they would have gotten a chance to play a couple more games at, at minimum. But losing last night, it ends their SEC tournament run. Have they done enough to host? They're not going to be one of the top eight seeds. That, I think, is probably pretty safe to assume. Are they one of the top 16 seeds? That's all that matters, I think. You can worry about the super regional. If you have to go on the road for a super regional, then you know we can worry about that when that that comes. Right. But UK baseball needs a weekend at Kentucky Proud Park, where it's NCAA tournament play. You have other teams in. You get on national television. You get important baseball. You give UK fans a chance to pack that place. And if that mean, and if it ends up not working out for a super regional. That's all right. All that really matters is hosting this regional. They'll find out on Sunday. They did move the Kentucky High School State Baseball Tournament, which was going to be at UK. They moved it to the Counterclock Stadium. So, still the Legend Stadium to me, not my Counterclocks. Yeah. Okay. All right, Trevor. Things can change in time. It, it, it does. It does happen from time to time. And some people took that as a guarantee that that means UK's gotten confirmation that they're going to host. I think other I people took that as, well, they're just trying to be ahead of the curve here. These things take time to plan. And if there's even a possibility, UK may host. And we've already got this other nice stadium in town. Why don't we just move the baseball over there? Then UK can host if they end up hosting. That's what I took it as, Rosh. Sounds like you did as well. Yeah, like it's 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 more than likely just a precautionary reason, but I also think that they're pretty confident that Kentucky's going to end up posting. Um, so, nevertheless, uh, I just I think the part that I'm most my biggest point of contention with what happened yesterday is actually what happened on Sunday, and uh, Texter on the Thorns text line brought it up. I was. Being an old man on the KSR message board on Monday night about it, they went to Top Golf on Sunday. What? What? what well, you brought what, you brought it up on the show yesterday. Yeah, and you know how many hits they had through six innings yesterday, TJ? What two? Three. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Uh, am I shocked that they hit poorly? No. I'm. Come on. 
Wake it up, Phil. Do you think that's because of Top Golf, though, really, Roush? Like, legit, do you think that's because of Top Golf? I, I I legitimately think that that is like the dumbest possible thing you could like. Why, especially in a sport like Scoots, you know, baseball players, they're weird as yeah. hell. They're superstitious. Why give them excuse to put something in their head that that's going to mess them up at the plate? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. I think I think golfing before a big games a bad move as well. But I, I just want to know, do you do you legit think that that was the reason they had three hits through six innings? I, I think that. Not allowing your person to swing away with no outs and a gallon second is a bigger reason than than uh, than that. But I would, I, I do think that there actually is something to it. Hmm. It may maybe a small percentage, like not the not the primary reason, but maybe you know twenty percent of the reason why they struggled to to get it done at the plate. Just be interested to see how that game played out had they not gone to Top Golf. I don't think I don't think it mattered. However. I guess I wasn't up to snuff on like the baseball superstitions and the do's and do nots of baseball. I just, I, I struck that up to like, I remember when my sister played soccer at Assumption, they would have the night before games, they'd have a pasta dinner and it was just like to carb load. Yep. And I remember there was one, one game or something was up and, they had to end. I think it was. I think it was the time that my parents were hosting the dinner, and like all the players and their parents would come over, and it was a good like team bonding exercise. But I remember one time something happened where like the pasta they they were gonna have to switch, and they weren't gonna be able to do pasta because it wasn't ready or something was wrong with it. So they ended up just doing some other food. And as a kid, I was probably I don't know like a freshman in high school. I was under the impression that, like, if you didn't carbo-load before a sports game, you were just screwed. Like, good night. The fact that they didn't have their normal pasta this evening means you can guarantee that they're going to lose. Uh, Turns out that wasn't the case. It was just a team bonding exercise. Maybe there were some benefits to it, obviously, just for, like, a hydration standpoint. But it it was really just more of an excuse to get together. But, Roush, reading your thread over on KSR++, a lot of baseball players are like, oh, yeah, that was the two rules in college baseball. During the season, no wiffle ball, no swing in a golf club. And there were multiple people that were saying that. So I was totally like, I, I had no idea that this was even a thing. I can understand the logic behind it, a golf swing and a baseball swing, somewhat similar, but but totally different. I mean, kind of similar, but totally different, where one could kind of ease into the other. I just figured them being college baseballs, the college baseball players, they'd be smart enough to know, hey, this is my baseball swing. If I want to switch it for golf for hitting, you know, 20 golf balls to top golf, I can get back to this baseball swing as quickly as possible. That being said, I don't think it was the reason UK lost last night, but I thought you were a crazy nut when you brought it up yesterday. I don't think you're a nut anymore. You still are crazy though. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Just not a complete looney tune. It the the stories of baseball superstitions are the best, and I'm not talking just major league and making sacrifices to to bat. But um, you know, my wife, she was a Louisville athlete. She was she was close to all the Louisville athletes. They ran in the same social cir- circles, and uh, w- uh, one of her friends uh, dated a guy. Or hell, she ended up married a major leaguer, and. Uh, <laughs> Whenever they were in, when they were in a hitting slump once, they 
basically did a ceremonial burning of the bats. They didn't actually burn their bats, but they like <laughs> they got them. They like basically made a, a TP kind of replica bonfire with their their bats. So they they have them all in this little TP in the middle. They put their flashlights on underneath it to make it look like a fire was coming through. And then they like played music and like danced around them to try to get the bad vibes out of the bats. And okay. they were being a hundred percent serious throughout it all. Oh, that 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 they take it a little too far with the ceremony dancing. What is this, Lord of the Flies? <laughs> but I, I just love too that it really is like like baseball players. You're bound to get a little crazy when you're you go in day in day out that long. Um, so, uh, that's why I, I, I don't know what the UK baseball team superstitions are. Um, I don't think they need to start dancing around a bunch of bats in the locker room before the regional, but, um, maybe just a little rest and I don't know, a movie social bonding time or how about cornhole? Just not wiffle ball or golf over the next two weeks. Well, and right? it, Is that, that it can be something simple too, Roush. Like if they wear their pants down, just pull your pants up. But get like the high sock look. I mean, it can be something so small in the game of baseball. That's what I love about it. Uh, I thought we're, I was we're like, talking baseball bats too, not like the animal bats. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Good confirmation. I think that was like an early COVID measure. The other with the other that you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there goes the the text on the Thornton's text on. Oh, Scoots, did you have any superstitions as a sports star? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, that's kind of the reason I bring up the socks because I remember before my junior year of high school baseball, we went to everybody on the team went to pants or yeah, your pants down by your like shoes instead of the high sock look. But I was I stuck with it. I was like, yo, I am not wearing my pants down. I am gonna wear the high sock look. That's what I've done my entire baseball career. So sorry that we're gonna look a little different. So I did I did not transform to that. That's really all I can think of. Yeah, I don't think I had any major ones. Um, have a have a few golf like ticks on the course that I'll do from a superstition standpoint, but I can't imagine I'm any worse than than anybody else. You get some really superstitious people on golf courses. Oh yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to putting routines. Oh yeah, and then they get all like you know fussy over. It. It's like come on. Do you all care about your tees? If you if you've hit like two bad drives with a tee, are you done with that tee? Yes, um, I'm usually just done with it because I, you know, I smash it into the ground or something. <laughs> I'm a tee hoarder. If I if I can save a tee, I'll use it on the next hole. If I can save it and use it on the next hole, I'll save it and use it on the next I, hole. I don't I, have I'm, a superstition on tees. I'm definitely though if I'm playing well with a certain ball and. Because I'll always keep two in my pocket or whatever. Uh, and if I am if I play well in one hole with another, throw in my pocket and I grab the wrong one. Like, it's like, no, 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 no. We need, the, we need the good ball. This is the good one. And then I'll hit it in the woods and lose it. And then I've got to find another good ball. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, remember, the Big Exports Radio golf cart is hot off the press. Some of the nicest courses in the area. Park Mammoth have just continued to hear nice things about that place. Cannot wait to get down there and check it out myself. Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. I feel like I'm maybe missing one more. Under $25 around. You can go to Big... Excuse what's up? You forgot. Wooded View and Old Capital. Wooded View and Old Capital. Old Capital 
that's another place on my little I use 18 birdies golf app to keep my score and it's that's just a good app because it'll show you distances on each shot as well recommend if you're on the 18 birdie app add me we can be friends but some of my friends on the 18 birdie app I see them playing at old capital all the time and each time it reminds me I need to get out there you do you can get out there under $25 a round all the other courses that we mentioned today go to bigexportradio.com to get yours today with Father's Day right around the corner, you're going to want to lock these bad boys up and give your – and maybe you tell your dad, listen, this is for you. You play as many as you want. If there's some course on here that you don't want to play, you let your old favorite son have it. I'll go play him for you. It'll be a win for the whole family. BigExportsRadio.com for the Big Exports Radio golf card. We will take a break, come back, maybe talk a little more back cats, but we need to talk about the basketball cats. More people are panicking. More people are freaking out. And it's all centered around Antonio Reeves. We'll tell you what we're hearing when we return here on KRC on the Big X. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Can I see your license, sir? What? Your license. Where's your license? It's on the bumper, man, back there, man. No, I mean your driver's license. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got my driver's license, man. With Walker and Roush. <laughs> it just sounded so real funny, man. Hey, your mama. <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Justin, did Trevor respond to every single person in the history of the Thornton's text line yesterday? Uh, that would be a normal day, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, this was even more than normal. You're right that he it, it's like, you know, maybe anywhere from five-ish, give or take a few, but one, two, three, it was four, a lot. Five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thir- thirteen that I'm counting. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick up for Trevor here. So he was at the studio for a long time yesterday. Got here early with the computer issues we were having. I called him about noon, give him a heads up. Um, so he was here through the Rutherford show and then got the bat started, and he actually built like commercial breaks for me for the bats, or I guess he did it for Josh for the game last night. But basically, we ha- he had to build an automation system on our computer. He did all that. He, came, he, went, he went home after he started the bats game, then came back and made sure that I had commercials for KRC this morning and the bats for today. So shout out to Trevor. He spent a lot of time here, so probably why I responded to a lot of texts. Oh, yeah, and that's great. We all love Trevor. That That's awesome. But that still doesn't, I mean, that, that still isn't necessarily reason to respond to everybody that texted into the Rutherford show. He's a friendly guy. Just let, just let him do it. It's all good. It, but it, he's mostly just arguing with people about his, <laughs> about his takes. That's Which what... I've done. Like, I, I have done before on the text line where somebody's texted in and it's just been like, okay, well, I'll address this now instead of waiting till the show's over. And I guess that's that's what he's doing. He's just continuing conversations from the show. But 
I think some texters don't love getting texts back. Well, and isn't that what being on air is for, so you can respond to those that disagree with your takes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Mike, he never even lets Trevor have the microphone for more than a second. <laughs> Blabbermouth, that Rutherford is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love Trevor, and that's really nice to hear that he's helping you out. Good for him. I wonder if, I wonder if he thinks that uh, it's interesting he's doing that. It is. Yeah, it's very interesting that he did that because he doesn't normally show that type of initiative, but I am very appreciative that he did yesterday because it's going to make today a lot easier. Do we have the Haley Minogue rejoin from Derby? Uh, we do not. No. So due to – I can't do anything on this computer unless Nationals playing because basically all of our sound is coming through my board, the same board that I would need to make it. A rejoin. It's coming though. I've got it all. I've got all the pieces cut out. I just need to put them all together and figure out which Jack Harlow song to play. Do y'all have any suggestions? Uh, yes. I'm well acquainted with his catalog. Does he have a song about smelling? <laughs> Don't think so. Probably. <laughs> Probably does. Uh, Haley sent Roush and I another clip of Jack Harlow, and I guess. Who was that? Was that a little Dicky that he was? Yeah I, yeah, I guess he makes an appearance in this season of Dave or mm -hmm. something. So, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was a funny, funny little blooper reel. I imagine too that once you get started giggling in some of those, uh, like we've seen plenty of blooper reels before where they just can't they can't play it straight because they've just lost it. That that just would be the most wonderful feeling. Just the uh, seemingly uncontrollable after you get while well, making while well, doing something funny. Ah, it's great. Makes for yeah. the best bloopers. Uh, Scooch, how about I've got a shot by Jack Harlow? You think that'd be good? It sounded like Hay sounded like Haley wants a shot with him. Yeah, I could I could probably do that. I want a shot. I I I I got a shot. I got a the shot. name of the song. Okay. Yeah. Got it. No. Um, I'm sure it'll pop up either way. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Roush, are you freaking out about Antonio Reeves? Where's your freakout meter? No different than it was yesterday. Nothing nothing has changed at all. Um, I think yesterday just gave people more time to stew. I don't think anything new happened. It's just uh, more. Uh, so, no, no, nothing's changed. Just kind of well, like, huh? You had a you had a David Sisk report that he he may transfer, he may go to the G League, and and people aren't as confident about him coming back to UK anymore. So wasn't that what we were talking about? That was what we were talking about yesterday. I think the David Sisk one was a was a new update from last night. Is this it's what we talked about yesterday? Well, I think that came from was it from Jack? I think so. Oh, just it's, it's, just a new person. Saying, yes, a different, a different insider, if you will, that is repeating the sounds of alarm. Yeah, I'm not any more or less alarmed. That's the same, same conversation we had yesterday. No, wow. no feelings. Feelings unchanged. There's some shots of David Sisk. We like David Sisk here, but maybe not Nick Roush. I'm not. No, I'm just not. Like I can't. If I, if I had. If I lost my mind every time somebody put something on a message board <laughs> out there, like a new update about an update, then we would we would lose our damn minds. Well, message. have you seen the message boards lately? That's what everybody else does there. So good I, for you. You you shouldn't do it. I'm happy to hear that you're not freaking out. But it is radio. I got a prod. Right. Right. No. No. I, but I, I 
my my overall point i think i'm trying to instill in other people too like uh if you the winds seem to change pretty not quickly but like you're basically re-recruiting right tj and so we have uh in the world of recruit it, it it's re-recruiting in a world that's more there's more exposure right like we know these guys a little bit better we're we're much more acquainted with them so anytime there's any sort of slight change of mind or anything just i i just I, we don't need to all freak out every single time there's there's something like you know i may maybe try to keep your freak outs to once a week can we limit them? Can we hold them I back? Wish, I wish it was that easy. It make it make the how tolerable it is sometimes to follow the day to day with UK basketball better. Now the people that freak out and cry and whine, they would say, "Well, just give us some good news and we'll stop." And there's there's some truth to that too. <laughs> like there just has not been uh, great news for UK basketball. It, it, what, let's talk about the best news. You gotta you getting you gotta Kingsley back. In list. Yep, that's 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 it right there. That's the list. Uh, getting the arrow back, which they never really announced. It was kind of like Kyle Tucker wrote an article, and then people were like, "Oh yeah, we." I think he's coming back, and then people were like, "Okay, so you got him back." There, there's piece of good news two. Piece of good news three. Bradshaw didn't go to USC. Like it's that's been, it. it's been, you know, it's been pickings here on on the good news front for uk basketball all that being said it doesn't mean that you need to say that the program is dead each and every time there's a new antonio reeves move because it, the, the same thing we said yesterday and the same thing we'll say tomorrow the same thing we'll say until we get a definitive answer with some of these players is it really is only going to take two coming back announcements to totally change the tune on where everything yes. stands right now. And yes. when that's still on the table, I do think everybody needs to be patient and not have meltdowns on social media or on message boards because you don't like the, the way the winds blow in that, that particular day. Right. We'll have the chance for a freak out. Why not mm -hmm. wait for it? it? That that's kind of where I'm at. Like, um, <laughs> That's a, that's a good way to put it. Like, just because the winds change doesn't mean that that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, so, relax. Um, I'm not confident one way or the other. The hard part, though, is just being patient. Like, we got people that just hop on the message board. So, where's where's all this scoop that well, I'm supposed to be hearing? It's like, well, you can't just, like, things uh, you, things have to happen in order for and They just aren't. This is freaking May, people. Uh, this is where we got to kind of dig deep to find stuff to talk about in the sports calendar because there's a bunch of sweeps in the NBA playoffs. Summer radio, slow it down. Now, the transfer portal kind of extended it somewhat, um, but, like, they have, what, a week from today, I want to say? May 31st is the draft withdrawal deadline. So, we'll know within a week, but, like, as of right now, I'm not going to get all hot takey because – you might end up looking like an idiot in 24 hours. It's okay if you look like an idiot for having hot takes, but I don't want to look like one. What was the quote from Ted Lasso a couple episodes ago? It was like, find out before you pout. It sounds about right, yeah. In the episode where like his ex-wife is or whatever. going to Paris and he's having yeah. the, the, the freak out, 
and they're like, well, why don't you wait to see what happens before you freak out? Which is great advice from the episode of Ted Lasso. And it's something that I try to remind myself where you want to get really worked up about something. Now, again, sometimes in radio, you need to have things to talk about. You need to talk about hypotheticals. You need to talk about possibility of things not going the way that you want them to go. But it is a good quote just to live by life that I feel like too many people will just have total and complete freakouts about something that hasn't even happened. And it's a defense mechanism for some people. You're allowing, you're preparing yourself for the worst. And then if it doesn't happen, it's much easier to, to put, bring those walls back down and build them up in the intermediate for some people. I get it. But this is a perfect example of that. Let's wait till Oscar leaves for good. Let's wait for Antonio Reeves to leave for good. And then we can have our proper freak out. And at which point it will be totally fair and legitimate. And these rumors and these people hearing things that don't bode well for Antonio Reeves coming back to UK, it's not nothing. Like it is, it is worth taking into consideration. David Sisk isn't just writing this stuff for bleeps and bleeps. Right. He is hearing this stuff. I mean, it's definitely out there. And we talked about it throughout the entire process that we expected Antonio Reeves to come back because all of the experts were saying that Antonio Reeves was going to come back. But along the way, Nick Roush and myself and, of course, Scooter Dingus were saying, well, why, what's taking so long? Then? Like, you know, if, if he knows, because all the updates were, yeah, he, he would like to start his pro career. Who wouldn't, by the way? He'd like to start his pro career, but maybe there's just not the teams there. So it's either G League or come back and, and he likes UK. That's what we were hearing for all those weeks. And we would say, well, then why doesn't he come on back? Like, what's the holdup? UK could use some good news. Why not make that announcement? There's been multiple weeks where UK could just use a dose of good news. And then Antonio Reeves officially announcing he's back would be that good news. So we questioned, well, why hasn't it happened? Why hasn't it happened? He's still doing some workouts. So I guess that would probably be the reason why. But it sounds like behind the scenes, other schools are approaching him. Illinois is one name that has been thrown around. He's played at Illinois State, so he's got obviously ties to the area. Illinois has a solid nil set up. Uh, it, it's not anything that you can just kind of bat your eye at. Kentucky would need to be willing to play ball. to they, they could outmatch Illinois. They could outpay Illinois. But if you're not paying attention, they could also be – they could make an appealing enough offer to steal somebody from you. And that's what it sounds like is going on with Antonio Reeves. As we talked about with Roush yesterday, the grade situation, supposedly he didn't graduate, but maybe he's going to be able to here shortly. I don't know how that all plays into the, fa into the equation. It's going to be really awkward if he announces a transfer to Illinois, but then is still taking classes at UK this summer. But where I think there's legitimate criticism is, and I mentioned it yesterday, and I'll probably mention it tomorrow. Just UK's lack of updates, UK's lack of talking, UK's lack of ability to try to calm the masses and remind people it's going to be okay. If this yeah, stuff's actually yeah. happening with Antonio Reeves, then let it be known. Like at some point, we talked about it with, I, I just get the sense UK staff is not as in the know as a basketball staff should be. Because it seems like they wait and they wait and they wait and then things end up not going their way and maybe they have a backup plan. But you could just do so much better if you all would have acted earlier once the rumors started to come out. And if you go out and get that guy from Rutgers, that'll be good news. And if that mean that would probably mean like all the Antonio Reeves stuff was 
verified and legitimate that he's actually not coming back to UK. But you'd get a four-year player that played in the Big Ten, that shot really well from deep, averaged 13, 14 points per game. Okay, that's softened the blow. Not as good as an option as Antonio Reeves, but at least it'd be something. Uh, UNC's R.J. Davis. I don't necessarily want him at UK, but supposedly he's still looking for a home. Just get somebody. Get somebody because what it, it seems like, and it's played out like this in the past, you in, it, Antonio Reeves may end up leaving. I still think they're going to work this stuff out, but I'm just probably naive with all this stuff. But Antonio Reeves may be leaving. Then just go bring somebody else in. Stop worrying about former players' feelings as they string you along. Go solidify. This isn't the feelings game. This is college basketball, and you're playing at the highest level with the biggest stakes. Go grab somebody. Go bring somebody in. And you kind of kind of played like patty cake with Hunter Dickinson where it was like, hey, we really want you, but we also may want Oscar too, so we can't. I can't go all in for you, but I do want you. Stop being scared. Bleep or get off the pot. Go get go replace these guys if they're really not coming back. Or do a media interview for Pete's sake and come out and say, hey, we know that they're going through the decisions. We still feel good about where they're at. Or we still feel confident in what they're going to do. And we've got the roster set up for what that decision will be. Kind of like a wink, wink. Hey, we're in control here. Don't worry about this stuff. But instead, they don't say anything. We don't get any updates. The fan base just totally freaks out. It becomes more unbearable for everybody involved. When at the end of the day, we just want to figure out what our roster is going to look like. You're going to be playing basketball in less than two months. We want to know what the basketball is going to look like. Who's going to surround the star freshmen. All you had to do is make sure you had a good supporting cast around them. And they haven't done it yet. So I do understand the freak out. But we're not... It's we're not at ground zero just yet. Uh, long story short, just provide a distraction, um, and you're not you're not doing anything. Like we got John Welch press release this week. We got a pro camps uh, fantasy camp release this week. You know, anything would be kind of cool. Maybe even convince Kentucky football to unveil their uniforms. Just anything to get people to not talk about your roster build. Like that is. Create some distractions. And you know what? That used to be a thing that happened all the time. Like, Kentucky was 24-7 news. Early Seriously, on that's a great point. That That's something that has definitely changed over the years with Calipari, where he was just a lightning rod of ideas and yeah. different stuff going on. Let's and do this with college basketball. And it might be some crazy idea that makes me be like, oh, Cal, that's crazy. But we'd be talking about that for 20 minutes instead of basically trying to figure out what the hell's going on with Antonio Reeves and Oscar Shibway for the 20th radio show in 30. No, you, know? He was not, he, you know, crazy ideas or not, he was on top of the nil stuff. He talked about that long before. He talked about how that's a better solution than – basically it will keep people around college basketball more, which a lot of people kind of just threw that off. He was right about that. He has, he's talked about the summer basketball idea, which has garnered more steam each and every summer. That's going to be a reality sooner rather than later. And then one, one area where he was wrong about, he was very anti transfer portal transfers and, He's talked about how unfit. he was right. I mean, he, his his sentiments were right. It's just he didn't he didn't move the masses with that sentiment. His sentiment was it's going to really hurt these small schools and it's really going to hurt these small coaches at these schools. 
Uh, and he's not wrong about that, but nobody cared. And he ended up not caring either. Or maybe he does care, but he did it anyways, because he'll go and he'll go plug <laughs> players if he has to. And he has to. Or he may he well, he's gonna have to go at least get one other just body. But you can get Antonio Reeves back, that's great. If he's gone, you do need to go get somebody that's a good score in the college basketball ranks, a proven score in the college basketball ranks. If you lose Oscar Shibway, you need another body somewhere in that front court. It may be time just to roll the dice with Ugo and Bradshaw, but you're still going to need another body. So you may not like the transfer portal, Cal, but you're going to have to go utilize it this summer and better than you've done up to this point because it's been non-existent. That being said, you got time, big guy. We're still fans of it. You're welcome on Kentucky Roll Call anytime, right, Scoots? Correct. Yeah. Rosh, am I mistaken that you didn't get a lottery ticket last night? It wasn't his turn. Uh, No. It's Trevor's turn. It was 100% his turn. No, it's it's my turn, but. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was Trevor's. My fault. I said the order in in the group, Scoots. I, I saw it. I just I, I I haven't got out much um, with the uh, recent setup. Got out twice yesterday though, um, but they were already before I had uh, got the lottery reminder. So I'll get I'll get out today. Make a stop. We'll yeah. Stop. Well, good news is we're a Powerball family, so yeah. you can get the Powerball for tonight. Uh, the bad news is when you can do it online, the getting out excuse doesn't doesn't hold up. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't think those are real tickets. <laughs> I mean, I've, it's, cro- it's crossed my mind. It's. You know what I mean? Like I, there's. I've got the same though, idea about Kino as well. But the thing is, it's whether you get a paper ticket or not. It's all going through a system. And my idea is like Kino and like the lottery is it is it's rigged. So like. It's rigged the same way that like a scratcher is rigged. Sometimes you're going to win, but I think it weighs the numbers that are played into its system, and it knows like okay, we're not going to play these numbers because those are more tickets we need to pay out. So it finds the numbers not played. I have that conspiracy theory in my brain, Roush. I really don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think it's exactly what happens in these things. That's why these pots get so ginormous from time to time. But even on a printout ticket, it's still going through that same machine. I know, but I just, I don't, like, it just, it feels different. Did I tell you all about John Spears playing Keno? No. He went. Is this, uh, a, is, this a te- is this worth a tease for hour two? No, it's, it's uh, just a quick story. <laughs> no, he, so he, he went and played Keno the night before, I guess Thursday night before Oaks hit nine of 10 numbers. That's unbelievable. The one six, he wants, How much do you win off of nine out of ten numbers? Six hundred dollars. <laughs> That's wow. awesome. I guess he was also cool. also probably only playing a dollar play too. You can play up to like five or ten dollars, which would multiply that stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty I, awesome. I, I've won a couple hundred bucks on Keno before, but never that, and never nine out of ten numbers. I'm usually like I play a any anywhere from four to six numbers usually, um, maybe seven. But that's uh, that's incredible. Good for John Spears. That was that's what I thought. Yeah, is is that why he took the week off? Uh, no, like his his wife made him take the week off. <laughs> Who that Cats fan says the quote from Ted Lasso is "Find out before you freak out." I I'm like mine of "Find out before you pout," but same 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 applies. I was going for that quote. Thank you, Who that Cats fan, for correcting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was um, yeah, it was a it was a good quote. I think. Ted Lasso, while this hasn't been my favorite season, just from storylines, I'm just, I usually just want to see more soccer than anything else. Uh, it's had some valuable lessons, and that's always nice. Hour one is done. 
We'll have hour two coming up next. And we'll read your text on the Thornton's text line. We'll talk more UK basketball. Dylan Ballard texted in. Always fun hearing from him. We'll see what he's got to say. This is KRC on the Big X. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday edition of Roll Call. Get your text in. We're going to spend plenty of time on the text machine. 502-414-1450. Roush, anything anything new in the football world? Anything you want to get to to start this hour? Um, found out their report date, uh, is going to be June 5th. So the Kentucky football team, they're, 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 I don't want to say extending the Memorial day week, weekend holiday, but guys can do trips with their families and then slowly start to move back, uh, to campus next week before the actual workouts begin Monday, June 5th. So, uh, found that out yesterday. I also, um, Worried about something fun. It's not a uh, that could. I, I don't know. This might pique your interest. I, I, I'm not sure. But um, what if I told you that there's going to be a new horse racing league? Rick Ross is going to be an owner and it's going to be team horse racing. Whoa, what? Skrrr. Tell me more. I, 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 first off, I just love that every uh, new, like, quote-unquote pro league now is just like, what's what about individual sports? But we make them team sports. Um, That's what I'm just sitting here concept, thinking. Right? Is it, isn't that the version of Live? Is this horse race ver- racing version of Live? Oh, they're even, yeah, they're, they're even pitching it like, um, it's going to make race weekends a lifestyle. Um it's going to be a festival-like atmosphere that will be akin to Formula One. And the whole time I'm just thinking, well, isn't that, isn't that, you ever been to Derby? Like, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like. Have you ever been to Keeneland on any yeah, day? Like, it's, it's, kind, it's kind of already happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other part, too, where they're like, yeah, but it's going to be teams. And I'm like, oh, so Godolphin or, um, I don't know, uh Judmont, like these ownership teams that already exist now, it will be slightly different. Where the only the only participants will be these teams that will be in play. So there's going to be six racing teams, and it'll be over three days. And in each race, it'll be like this specific horse will run for this specific team. And they'll just be facing off against each other multiple times over this three-day weekend. So, in that sense, 
it's going to become truly a team sport where you could say, I, I like, um, I, I think Ross has the, the, the best team here, or I'm, I'm going for Nelly. Like Nelly's one of the other guys that's involved in the ownership group. Um, the, the six original teams will represent New York, LA, New Jersey, Seattle, Nashville, and Philadelphia. And, each cup will consist of a three-race series run consecutively, include horses from the six teams in each race. So, uh, I kind of like having a team concept, TJ. I don't like six horse races. Like, that's just not, what are we racing at? Santa Anita? Come on. And also, and how many nothing races, screams how- horse racing like Seattle, Right. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, what a joke of places to pick for the horse racing. But how many races are they going to have in a day? That's. It sounds like three. Yeah, let me go out for a lifestyle event to watch three horse races. Yeah, that's. uh, I. I get mad if I leave the track after three races on a twilight Thursday because a kid throws a fit, you know, like this is supposed to be some sort of lifestyle event. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if the, if like the pot was ginormous and you had some really good racehorses in it, I, I, I would watch, but it seems like this would be the equivalent of somebody making a competitor to the MLB in a couple of years and being like, and folks, we found a way to speed up the game of baseball. Like, horse racing is already kind of what they're describing in terms of a lifestyle. The only thing they're doing it differently is by adding a team concept, which is interesting, but you, you, could, you could get a team concept naturally in current horse racing by just, hey, trainers are teams, and some trainers are probably going to team up, and there's going to be your team. That would be more fun that way. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. You'd get trainers from different parts of the country. You'd get some, you know, Bob Baffert, whoever he team up with, that would probably instantly be a villain of sorts of a team. I think that that would be a much more nobody like. What is Nelly and who who is the other guy? Rick, Rick Ross. Buff? Like, Rick what are they? Yeah. What are they? No offense. What do they know about horse racing? But interesting concept. I'm all for ideas. And baseball figured out how to make games faster. The pitch clock has been a total, total success this year. So if some other league came down the road and was like, guys, we solved the problem. The problem doesn't really exist. Horse racing, what they're explaining, is already what Keeneland is, what Derby is, for at least for the big days. Uh, it's already an event. They look like they're just trying to get in on it with a different team concept, which, again, is interesting, but probably not going to to amount I, to much I, I love that um <laughs> wouldn't they have a team in kentucky why wouldn't they well, well see here's the funny thing is that like they have these cities representing the teams but the races are <laughs> i just looked it up again uh kentucky downs is hosting the first series of races <laughs> it's like well then why don't you make a team it's like the kentucky team yeah you should hit where, where like, the horse racing fans are Look, look at the ratings for big horse races. Look at the people watching them. You wouldn't want to maybe draw that interest in for your little TV so, race show. Isn't Rick Ross from Florida? I mean, wouldn't you want to like horse racing's popular there? There's a lot of retired people there. There's tracks there. Why wouldn't you make it like a Miami team instead of Philly and Seattle? Like at least LA and New York. Like there, there's West Coast. There's New York racing. 
But it, it, it's part of it too is they're going to have music there. And it's like, oh, like Bruno Mars at the Preakness. So like, it's not, it's not anything super innovative, but it, I, I do think that they, they could be on to something where if you make it like a one-off team event or like, it's clear that big events will sell horse racing. Breeders' Cup does it. The Triple Crown does it. And then Saratoga, to a degree, for Traverse Stakes Day. That's a, that's a, that's much more regional. I don't think the country is as locked in as uh, folks in New York or New York are. But if you can have some sort of midsummer big event, like Stephen Foster Saturday is a night race at Churchill Downs. Like if you can really church it up and make it more than just a night race, right? Like maybe make it a full day thing where you 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 have some uh, early music or something like that, or you space it out more where you have multiple shows in between it, multiple concerts in between it. Like there's ways you can, because I think the overall sentiment is just make it a big event type deal and make it a little bit safer. And that's that's the key to success in horse racing long-term. Scoots has to have a hot take on all this. I really don't. I mean, I just, I don't like it. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that. I don't. Horse racing is one of those things that has worked for so long and has worked well for so long. I just I don't get why the need for the change. I mean, well, unless unless it's it, it it's yeah, not really change. It's just it's a new creation. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, you, you all know how I feel about change. I'm not I'm not big on. It. <laughs> I don't like it. So what if I told you the new change was horses aren't going to die anymore? Would you not like that change? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, there's there's millions and millions I, of horses. I'm out if that's the case, Roush. <laughs> I do. I do. Just uh, there was. Um, I mean, we're just we're just going to be dealing with this all summer. Um, every time a horse goes down, they're just going to be talking about it. Um, and we had Congress write to the the HISA, the the HISA the new horse racing safety administration um, that really, I mean, like it got founded two years ago, but like, they're just starting to get like stuff proven in practice. And there was an article where Congress wrote to them and they want full transparency and all this sort of stuff. And I mean, really horse racing's biggest problem is that just when this sport was founded when everybody owned a horse and that was their mode of transportation. And one day somebody was like, Hey, let's race these guys. 150 years ago, like their version of a flat tire was a horse breaking its leg and they had to put it down and find a new horse. Like they, things have just changed. It's not like the sport has changed dramatically. It's just, uh, people's appetite for it is different. We, we think of these animals much differently than they did as beasts of burden, you know, 150 years ago. So, um, that that's that's its biggest problem. I don't know how they're going to go about solving it, but hopefully they uh, the, these safety practices start to go off, and and also that people just don't get the casual observer. Hopefully they don't get completely lost um, through the, these seemingly difficult times when you have more breakdowns than normal during big race weeks because that's what ultimately it amounts to is Santa Anita had a bunch of them during their popular times same thing this go around with the triple crown where you've had a, a much more than usual leading into the derby and also won on Preakness Stakes Day by the guy who won the Preakness Stakes 
this isn't new for Congress. First and foremost, they can't figure out how to run the country. They're not going to figure out horse racing. They, they, but I get it because this is what they do. They did something similar in 2020. They had something save horse racing from itself. What came from that 2018, they had something with some doping stuff as well. This isn't the first time Congress has has sniffed around the horse racing industry. Sometimes it's been for doping. I just love that, like, all that they do, and they're just writing a letter. Like, we're going to write a letter to somebody else and tell them, you need to do your job. Yeah. Thanks for stepping in. How brave of you, Congressman. Um, I I think it's... I you know nobody no we we were the first radio show to ever say this but nobody likes seeing animals die nobody likes seeing horses go down on the track it can be hard to watch and it, it should be you know it should be hard to watch it, it's not it's not fun for anybody if it can really really impact you and give you trauma then you shouldn't watch horse racing yeah I this, mean and these, I, I, you know these are live animals doing some incredible feat and they're celebrated for it but in some ways and at some times it accidents happen it's horrible nobody's nobody's for it but if you are totally and totally against it don't watch that there is your easy solution the um and and I, you you don't want to tell like horse racing doesn't want to tell people that, but like in order to have fun and wear your funny hats and like that that that's give and take. It's like, um, but on the flip side, it's different because um, you know some you know animal people will argue like, well, it's different because people have the choice uh, versus animals. They're forced it. Well, animals like running, they're bred to run. Like that's, that's their favorite thing to do. If you were to throw them in a field, that's what they would do. They would run, they would race each other. Um, but like the NFL with concussions, like they found ways to clean it up. Thanks to advancements in technology and changes in the rules. Maybe there, there is something to that. Um, and you know, as much as I get my old man takes about changing the triple crown, if they got to do that to make it safer, if they've got to spread out, more uh in between then that would work i just hope that equine people are doing the studies to kind of add some data instead of just like horse death bad like what's what's right to congress yeah i I, you you would things would need to be backed factually and the thing is yeah you can move the you can spread out the triple crown I, i usually mean that more for just getting quality horses into the fields but you if that if that makes people feel warm and fuzzy inside that's fine it's not like all these accidents are happening in the top races though oh yeah yeah you know but maybe there's like um you gotta have a strict uh 20 day rest in between races and then you you know like maybe they have like actual nationwide parameters because right now it's a freaking joke with how that they run their show where if you Get a court like I mean Forte got caught with a banned substance it could race after it was caught like that that's a stupid rule because it they have all these different setups and did you know that Bob Baffert was on the California Horse Racing Commission when uh, all the stuff happened the first time around they're like oh wait maybe this is a conflict of interest we should kick him out 
Now, I, I I get how that could happen, but yeah, it's not a good look once because yeah. like he is somebody that obviously cares very much about horse racing, and he'd be a good mind to like help with issues in horse racing because who would know better than him in some situations, right? But like that exact scenario is why you can't have it happen. Yeah, like they're in charge of um, disciplining trainers for getting in trouble. Yeah. You, you can't have a trainer on there. Very dumb. Um, but I did just before we move on, cause I know some people, anytime we get into this conversation, just kind of zone out. But um, here's, I just wanted to mention a name of one of the congressmen that signed this letter. Um, it's a Republican or no, excuse me, a Democrat from Maryland. Uh, C.A. Dutch Rupersberger signed this letter to horse racing. And I believe he is neighbors. Uh, remember in Family Guy, how they would go to Rhode Island? It was like uh, mm-hmm. Lois's father-in-law, and they'd have the guys with the huge chins. I'd go, <laughs> that's, that's C.A. Dutch Ruppersberger. Did you look him up? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't need to. Like, I know that he comes from old money. Um, do, do we think that they were, they were probably just were in the, they were, they were crabbers in the Chesapeake Bay, probably, right? That's where they came from. Their old money. I, I would imagine. I thought we kicked all the Tories out. People forget also that Donald Trump said that the, he, he hated the Kentucky Derby decision, the overturn in 2019. Oh, what was it? Like a loser horse or something? It was one of his best tweets. Anyway, he said best horse did not win the Kentucky Derby. Not even close. But didn't he call um, the one the the doping horse? He called uh, Medina Spearin a loser doper or something like that? <laughs> Probably. I do remember that now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good times having that guy on social media until until it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much more fun when it was harmless, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some text on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, oh, you'll never believe this, but C.A. Dutch Ruppersberger is a congressman, and it's 77 years old. Like, mm. oh, you mean we've got people who should be retired running our country still? Could, sounds like it. That's a shocker. Yeah. Wow, can't believe it. That guy's going to figure out the horse racing issues, trust me. Ger- geriatric boomers. Yeah. Uh, Texter says that Beisner sent out a tweet basically saying Oscar was back, but then deleted it. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, Texter says maybe Beisner is going to be an appraiser, but but not know how to pronounce the cities he appraises, a.k.a. Charlestown. <laughs> that would be a very funny career turn. And then, like, Cal announces that he's going into the real estate business. Yeah. <laughs> The Philly cheesesteak hot pocket is goaded, says one probably younger texter. I think I've had that one before. Um, uh, We did briefly touch on it. Best kind of college snacks, right? Like freezer snacks that you probably don't eat now because you realize it's just terrible and awful for you. Hot pockets were never that great. No, I'm just saying. What, what were your favorite? What were your best? Oh, okay. Favorite? I thought you were saying that was the best. No, like, no, 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 no. That was because the, hot pockets were just worse versions of pizza rolls, and pizza rolls did the trick. And you could, you could, you could choose if you wanted to have ninety pizza rolls, or you know what, I'll keep it light. Just go four or five, which I would never obviously do. But like hot pockets were, they were a commitment. Where you didn't have, you weren't as tied down with pizza rolls. The. Uh, 
the the one thing I will give Hot Pockets in the pre air fryer era, that little crisper sleeve did help a lot. So now we we ended up upgrading and getting a toaster oven at one point. Then that that really made pizza rolls uh, goaded, as they will say. Um, but I will I will say there was this. My, my mom would buy these little circle pizzas from Sam's. I mean, they were. Um, the size of like one of those small plates that you probably have in your kitchen. Not very big. Totinos? Um, Totinos? They weren't Totinos. It was like some Sam's brand or something. But like it had the cardboard that you could stick under it that would make it crispy. And it had very, I mean, it was, it had a very high crust too. And that, it's amazing that I would eat one of those as a light snack in high school before like bed. And it probably had 800 calories. You know, like just a big, greasy, delicious, awesome. Oh, I, I love those pizzas, those little pizzas. Y'all want to know my uh, college snack of choice? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm waiting on bated breath. So me and my roommate in college, we um, we would always make French fries, like a whole tray of French fries. But then we would throw stuff on top of them. We had like a buffalo chicken one. We had a breakfast one, a hamburger one. We were so serious with it. We were debating opening a French fry food truck. My gosh, that's hard to say. Um, But yeah, so that was our snack of choice. We would just always smash French fries loaded with all kinds of different toppings. So Sounds solid. Yeah, it was good. My my question though, did did they get really soggy though? No, so we would cook them first or put them in the oven first and then we would load the toppings on. So, yeah, they didn't we didn't really have an issue with sogginess. They were good. I, I talked about uh, yeah, twice in 2 days I get to talk about anytizers, which is always great. I love <laughs> anytizers. Uh, that was what we would eat a lot of in college, sometimes the roommates anytizers as I so- mentioned. Can you be more specific? Because I know this is like a brand thing from Tyson, but like, are we talking popcorn chicken? Are we talking? No, it'd be like the bone, the boneless wings, which were just chicken nuggets, right? Doused in buffalo sauce or barbecue, but normally buffalo. Yeah, they had, they had actual like frozen wings too. Which for frozen wings, I, I've been to bars with worse wings than that place than the Anytizer ones. So they were they were okay, but not as good as just the good old fashioned chicken nuggets, aka boneless boneless wings uh, those were great we can all agree that pizza rolls get greater than bagel bites right everybody's oh, on board with that hundred thousand percent especially when you've got to do the thing where you like rip it apart like you're chewing a piece of flesh off a bone the pizza roll is just not not very good no very bagel bite bagel bagel bite. bite sorry sorry okay, excuse yeah. me okay. huh, right. huh. scoots make it a sweet for us you all are saying pizza bites or bagel bites are better than pizza rolls or pizza rolls Works. better than bagel bites. Yeah, I'd agree. Pizza yeah. rolls greater than pizza, bagel bites. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have Which, no have you, clue what Scoots does during our show, especially since we've been out of studio because of the microphone issues. One thing I know he doesn't do, Roush, is listen. I was just I, I was just confused there. I was sending I, over, I, I I I did make it more difficult on him. And and so. I was sending over a couple texts, so Oh, all right. Textline always loves when we don't talk about sports. So I would imagine that it'd be a little lively right now. Have you have you had a pizza roll lately, TJ? Yeah, I feel like I've had both pizza rolls and bagel bites in the last year, which uh, before then, I don't know uh, when it'd be. I think it was around relatively recently for both of them. Um, bagel bites, I think, are solid. Like, I still will eat a bagel bite, but I've got some friends that swear that they're better than pizza rolls and oh, send them to the, to the Hague. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, the chances the like. There's probably an 85% chance if a bagel bite is in front of me, I'm going to burn the roof of my mouth. Whereas like yeah. pizza rolls, I can navigate it a little bit better. But like there's just that's just a steaming pile of burnt roof of mouth. Totally. You always do. And then you're yeah, I totally agree with that. I will say pizza rolls, you can get unlucky sometimes with a bite that just like squirts out a little hole and then it's just like a fire hose into the roof of your mouth. But that's much rarer than a bagel bite, which is almost universally just going to like say goodbye to the root of your mouth anytime you have a bagel bite. Oh, now well, I'm hungry. Yeah, there we go. I could go for some salsaritas. Man, I really could too. And I, especially the guacamole. Guacamole feels like a good summer uh, item. I was at the grocery store yesterday and they had all of the guacamole items like together for you to make your own. And I just know that it's not going to turn out as well as Salsaritas because they have the freshest, um, they've got the best ingredients, and it's so much more convenient. They do all the work for me. They make it fresh every day, just like they make their uh, all the salsas. Uh, even the wildly addictive chips, it's in house. They've got a special way of making it. TJ, can you? I'm got too much drool in my mouth. Can you? Can you continue, please? Yeah, two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It has a drive-through. St. Matthew's right off Hubbard's by the railroad tracks. In the heart of St. Is that the heart of St. Matthews? No, no, it's not the heart of St. Matthews, but it is in St. Matthews. It's comfortably in St. Matthews, right there off Hubbard's by the railroad tracks. Check them out today. Download the app. Save time, save money with the Salsaritas app. This is Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment coming up next. Okay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I'm going to go home, see Dr. Finkelstein, and I'm going to tell him we got a whole new bag of issues. We can forget about mom for a while. Got pants in pocket. Got battle. I'm going to use it. Intention. Wonder if ever got back to Dr. Finkelstein about the issues with mom. Because he was right. There was a lot more to get to in Wedding Crashers. Great movie. Great movie. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Get your texts into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. And get your fingers, whether on your phone or your computer, over to ShadyRays.com. It's an impressive website, easy to navigate, really easy to shop. Easy to hit the mute button if you're Justin Kalen. Really easy to save 25% if you use promo code BIGX at checkout. They've got polarized sunglasses. It looks like the designer brands, but you're not going to pay a designer price, and they do replacement pair promises. Anything happens to them or you just want your pair resent to you, small processing fee, you get your brand-new spanking sunglasses, just like the last order, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Promo code BIGX will save you extra money at checkout and they've got a lot of great things going on at shady rays including each and every pair that you buy helping feed the hungry folks all throughout our great country check them out today shadyrays.com all right a lot to get to on the thornton sex line 
Five zero two. Uh, whoa, voice correct there. Five zero two. Four one four fourteen fifty is the number. I'm down to just dive right in, Mister Sports Talker, if that's all right with you. Yeah, let's 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 get it going. Kirby said, "Heard TJ's favorite UK basketball game annually is the Blue White game. It's local, less packed, and nobody loses." I actually did always say back in the day that like the Blue White game so much better than the Big Blue Madness scrimmage. So Kirby, you're not actually like terribly far off with that take. Yeah. Yep. Kirby says these players that are scared of playing time and touches at UK next year, how the heck are they going to be? How are they going to go pro and play in the NBA? Well, it's a fair point, Kirby. But here's the thing, though, is they just think that the NBA is like, like it's worth it for them there. But like they, like they just don't give a damn about college basketball. Like as far as like a pro, like it just doesn't have the prestige that the NBA does, which is. Funny to me because like more people will watch the NCAA tournament than will watch the NBA finals, but that for the for them specifically, it's it's worth it. It just matters more. Yeah, and the, Ross is right about that, and it differs between players and players. Kirby, I think there's some some fair points to that. Like I do, you can leave Kentucky transfer out and go somewhere else and obviously have success in college. We've seen it. Johnny Jazang uh, is the easy one to point to. But is there anybody that's been, that has transferred out of UK and gone somewhere else and then killed it in the NBA? I guess technically Shade and Sharp decided to transfer out of any meaningful minutes. Right. But, but transfer out of the program, go play somewhere else, and then make it in the NBA? Like... Kyle Wilcher had a cup of coffee in the league. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we, we, we've been through the rigmarole where people are on, look how great this guy's doing at another school, but it's, I mean, you know, most famously Johnny Jazang taking the UCLA to the Final Four, but none of them have actually had success in the NBA. Bryce Hopkins was one of the best players in the Big East, and he came back for another season. So if you can't make it at Kentucky – it's not that then you're probably not going to be a great pro just to put it bluntly. So I, I don't know if those, these kids realize that don't realize that. I think it falls back to what Roush is saying that a lot of them just don't really care. It doesn't mean to them, obviously what, what it means to us, but to bring this back around to UK and specifically Calipari, you, you got to know this stuff. Like, you've got to know your guys. You've got to know the players that you have in the program. You have to know the people that you're recruiting. If things get tough, are they going to bail? And if the answer to that question is yes, it's probably not worth bringing them in any, anymore. Unless just the upside is through the roof. I'm not saying this specifically about Antonio Reeves because it's happened with a lot of other players. Where it's just like, what did, did you really not know what you were getting? And again, I think sometimes they think, Hey, this guy's got a lot of baggage. He's got a lot of handlers. Get him into Lexington, and we can we can erase these people out, or we can at least keep them arm's length enough away where they're not going to be distractions. And you're going to have some misses on that. That's understandable to have that have happen from time to time. But to be in this spot where you're literally probably going to go to one of the last few days with Chris Livingston, with Oscar Shibway, with Antonio Reeves, and for all three of them at different times, Roush, not only them leaving to go pro was on the table, all three of them were rumored to potentially be transfer options. And for Chris Livingston, it didn't amount to anything, and that's that's fine. We all think he's gone anyway, so it probably doesn't matter. 
it, with Oscar Shibway, I still think it could happen because he's a graduate transfer, but it's not going to happen because he said it's not going to happen. He came out definitively, but there were at least rumors enough that he had to address it. And then Antonio Reeves, which these are relatively new rumors, but even with all three of them, it hasn't only been you don't know if they're going pro or not. You didn't know at certain times if potentially they could be transferring. And, of course, Calipari could defend himself and say, well, we did know the entire time, but he doesn't because he doesn't talk to anybody. And so people are left speculating and wondering what UK does know or doesn't know. But point being, part of the head coach job and maybe a GM role would help this out a little bit. You've got to have a better grip and a better idea what these guys are going to do because it's into almost to the final week. It, it is the final week starting today. And here we are. Doesn't seem like anybody knows, especially not the staff. And that's a problem. So you got to know your guys. You got to have an idea of what they want to do. And that's been an issue for Kentucky basketball way too often lately. One texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, I know it's very unlikely he returns, but Damian Collins seems like someone who could really benefit from working with John Welch. Also, very cool and promising to see respected NBA people talk about how great the hire is. Yeah, more and more people. Everybody's raving about that that hire. Uh, so that's good. Uh, again, I you know I've, I've got some questions about if he's ready to if, if he's got a fire in his belly to help make UK basketball better. But everybody says, assuming he does, it's a it's a great addition. So that's fun. Yeah, Damien Collins would be a welcome addition just for a stability standpoint and to have somebody else around. Granted, I understand why he wanted to go, and probably more than just basketball related issues, but or I shouldn't say issues, but basketball-related decisions, and we wish him the best. Still hasn't committed anywhere, but I agree with you, Texter. Batcat scores zero after the Topkoff trip. Yep. Yep. Uh, another text says, love the show, been listening since 2019. I feel like it hasn't been the same since Trevor left. Understand why I'm not throwing scoots under the bus, but still, well, sounds like there's some bus throwing. Maybe if he could do part-time like Drew does on KSR, I don't know. Just thought, no shade. Wow, people wanting Trevor back? Don't hear that very often. Definitely, Trevor Kelsey. Definitely sounds like I just got thrown under a bus. Wow, how that's that okay. Feel? Do you do you feel like you were thrown under a bus? A little bit. I feel like maybe one of the one of the four tires got me. Mm. Not all four. You were, cl- you were clipped. Uh, yeah, basically. I think you were clipped big time. Uh, <laughs> I we all love the show of Scoots. We appreciate your your feedback. Trevor, as we've made clear, has an open invitation to any and every show that he wants. There's a few times where I'll be out or Roush will be out. Uh, Scoots hardly misses. That's why he's the best in the biz, folks. But we, there's been a couple times where he has filled in. Those have been fun. But we'd like to see it more often. It, it's, not a, it's not an us thing. It's a him thing. It's a Trevor thing. And he's not waking up early, folks. Morning. Yeah, it's Mornings, not man. How it, how it works. Yeah. Hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here. My buddies and I were talking yesterday, and somehow we got on the topic of movie quotes. We started trying to figure out which comedy movie has the best one-liners. I went with Dodgeball, and they went with The Hangover and Waterboy. What other comedies would you add to the list? Best one-liners. I, I really don't think any of you all hit the mark. I mean, yeah. We um, just talked about one of the more quotable ones right wedding crashers it's very quotable absolutely meet the parents is uh, incredibly quotable has to be there's one answer boys has to be stepbrothers has to be 
Yeah, that one really does get a ton of easy easy quotes too. Step Brothers is great as well. I, again, all all of those I'd probably put a, above the ones that you all had mentioned. Uh, you could you could say Billy Madison as well. And yeah, especially I, over Waterboy. Like I feel like Billy Madison's the most commonly used. And Happy uh, Happy Gilmore over Waterboy. Yeah, yeah. Hangover is a solid one. That one. Uh, that one has more quotes than I think people realize. I think people just kind of mush all the hangovers together, though, at some point. Never even watched the third one. It was just like, eh. You enough. didn't watch it, but you did, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, We do need to, before we get back to the text line, uh, pay some respects. A salute to Cotton Nash. Passed away yesterday at age 80. A UK basketball legend. Uh, and also one of 13 players to both play in the NBA and Major League Baseball. So Cotton Nash was always one of those, TJ. It was like, you know, I, I don't want to say he was your dad's favorite player, but like that was that was right around my dad's growing up era where he was he was the man. He had the, the blonde hair and was a bona fide badass. So left Kentucky is all-time leading scorer, three-time All-American. And um, the one fun fact I did learn from Mark's story was that he basically got on Rupp's radar because he was coached by Cliff Barker, who was one of the um, not a, he was one of the fabulous five. He he actually was a POW in the war, came back, went to college at UK, and helped them win a couple helped them win a national title in '48. He coached Cotton Nash in Indiana, so I thought that was kind of a funny uh, a, fun, a fun little full circle moment connecting. Uh, Early Rupp with uh, the, his later years in Lexington. That's oh, interesting. I didn't didn't realize that. Yes, our thoughts are with Cotton Nash. Uh, he was all, all all time name too. Just oh yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Why do they just call him Cotton? Because it's like his hair looks like cotton. It's the the old timey nicknames. They were the best. Great. They were yeah, they really were yeah. the best. Our thoughts are with his family and eighty years old, UK legend. A texter says, do you guys think it's Cal not willing to change his mindset on promise nil deals or the university's problem? Whoever it is has to change that policy. That That's a Cal thing. I don't really think it's a nil issue. You don't get this class yeah. without playing the nil game. Maybe it's just they – maybe it's negotiations in terms of numbers where these players just have these outrageous numbers in their head and UK is not willing or can't match – but it's not that UK can't play the nil game. You don't get Dillingham, Wagner, Bradshaw, Edwards, unless you are doing very well in the nil department. I, but to the the person's point, like uh, there are football players that have agreed upon dollar amounts, but I think basketball players, their move is to just tell them, Here's about what you'll make. Here's who what we've got lined up for you that will get you in that ballpark, and then you have the opportunity to make more. Uh, I, I think Cal just doesn't want to deal with the. He doesn't want a Miami situation like they dealt with last year when it comes to getting in a pissing match over who's making more or less. Some more sad breaking news. Uh oh no. Fauci Pegasus passed away. Oh, Fupeg. Yes. Is Peter going to release a statement? Hey, let's have some respect for Fauci as Pegasus. 
Uh, I love that you said it like you said it because I very specifically, I mean, I was only nine years old and I'm remembering Kentucky Derby coverage. Hell, I was only eight years old, but I remember watching it. So my parents were there watching it with my Nana and wave three walking around the infield, asking people to pronounce Fusaishi Pegasus. And just like, it was a different pronunciation every time. I don't think Fusaishi is that difficult to pronounce, but by God, it's so funny hearing people from Kentucky go, Fusashushi Pegasus? <laughs> that makes uh, Silver Charm still the oldest derby winner. Won the 1997 derby, still kicking. Second now, it was Fayushi Pegasus, but now it's Funny Side. Really? Uh, the, 2002, the, the 2002 derby winner. Oh, do you remember the controversy for surrounding Funny Side? I, I do. Um yeah. Yes, I do, but I imagine most folks don't. He, uh, I forget the jockey. I don't think it was Burrell, but um, some accused the jockey of having an electric prod in his whip. Which, like, imagine Peter now what they would do if that happened. But like they, they said it looked like he had something in his hand, and he was using like electricity to get this long shot gelding to fire uh, because people just couldn't believe that he won. And then after Funny Side won the Preakness, the jockey like held his hand out and like showed his right hand with the whip. It was it was a big, it was it, it was a great celebration. Loved it. I just I remember that and thinking like even being that young, just like there there's no way there's no way that he's like shocking <laughs> this horse with like perfect timing of the whip with the elect. I was like there just can't that can't be true. And they never found anything right. There was never yeah, any no. sort of no. With AI these days, though, there'd probably be pictures going around. You wouldn't know what to believe. Oh yeah, like they're like if you look closely and they'd zoom in on it, um, it'd be so blurry. (laughs) (laughs) Jose Santos was the. Oh, that is a good. That's a that's a great callback. Uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line says, "South and Josh here. Glad everyone's starting to see what I've been seeing since 2018 with Cal." The laziness in the portal, complacency, and outright incompetence on top of the rapidly declining on-court products are quickly turning us into Indiana basketball. I hope Cal isn't staying another six years or this thing could be ruined beyond repair. A little extreme south end, Josh. However, it, it does just kind of – sometimes some of this stuff comes off as laziness, not willing just to do media opportunities. I know I'm I'm beating a dead horse with this stuff, but it, like when there's fans freaking out, you th- this is when you need to do something, and the fans are big time freaking out. And it's not, and even if you wanted to play the game of like, well, you don't give in to like the fans. We we got this under control. I don't know if anybody's heard from you since the Kansas State game. Maybe there's been one other media opportunity, possibly. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I can't re- recall it off the top of my head. It's almost June. And people haven't heard from you since March. You did one Dan Patrick interview. Like, and again, you can get away with that stuff when things are really, really good, but things haven't been really, really good. So it does just somewhat either come off as laziness or an entitlement that it's, he's, beyond, he's above having to address the masses when it comes to his program. And that's, a, that's, not, that's not the right way to go about it. I'm not saying yeah. he is doing that, but I don't know what else it could be because – they they refuse to talk. It's not for a lack of of trying. Um, we really, you know, the thing is, the only time we ever got Cal on this show was through TJ Beisner. So like, we kind of bypassed UK athletics, quote unquote, 
And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys are going to promote the donations for Eastern Kentucky and flooding, which was amazing. Cal's still an awesome dude for doing all those things. But UK just doesn't – they don't – if you ask them, they're going to say no. The the thing is, is at least like the last offseason or two, we've walked away being like, wow, Cal's he's checking all the right boxes, trying to get back out there. This is, this is how you get the fan base back in. And uh, Well, can't say that so far. I mean, it's only May, but still, it's May. Let's, let's get this the ball rolling. Uh, Texter says, it was sad to hear LeBron sound dejected Monday, but they lost thir- three games, about 13 points total. He's got to come back so I can take my kids to see a game. By the way, happy last week of school, Ralph. Second parent at home live, at home time. Uh, it's not last week of school because JCBS is stupid. And why they make kids come back there after Memorial Day. Oh, you think they're learning? Like, come on. Give me a break. No, you're not, not allowed to criticize JCPS. Scoots, okay. I love the Cheech and Chong rejoin. Made me giggle this morning. Thanks, I needed that. That's from Shannon O'Bannon. Of course, Aww. Shannon. No problem. John, entirely long, too long of a text. You've, you've got to bring it down a little bit. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines in our little text thread. John here. Good morning, everyone. I agree with Roush. Get that darn golf club out of your hands and stay focused on the rest of the season. Superstitions are real. Well, at least in my head. And bowling, if you are up to go and you have your ball in your hands and your rack is down and the bowler to your left or right are not up in their starting position, then it's good for you to go ahead and go. If they were in their starting position first, then they go first. You let them go, and then after they complete their turn, it's your turn. However, you do not follow this pattern if the bowler to your left or right of you has a split even if your rack is down first and you're ready you wait you let them attempt their split ball first if you go first on their split then the splits will follow you the rest of the night well got to go talk to you later bowling etiquette john appreciate it lance Ware was our captain we can't keep the captain we have a cultural and roster management problem we are captainless ship yeah it's kind of weird losing them to villanova yeah wasn't like he went to St. Peter's to go be the starting five and get all the minutes he wanted. He's going and probably having a slightly bigger role, but maybe not severely. Weirder. Also, it, it, it was much weirder that he just – Cal was like, I'm going to name a captain right before the postseason, and it's a guy who never plays. Very weird. Am I wrong to think that it's not UK's job to calm down a bunch of irrational fans? After last year, I don't think there's anything they could say – without the media and fans crushing them or freaking out. I disagree. And I definitely don't think the pra- – I think anytime Cal talks, there's like a shot in the arm in the fan base. And it's weird why he doesn't do it more often. It doesn't need to be Vince Tyre-esque, but I disagree. Yes, there's going to be some stuff that he says that some people are going to take out. Those are people with like personal vendettas and grudges with Calipari. We don't have that. We just want UK basketball to be better, and I just realized the power in him being able to talk to the masses. Am I? Oh, what, 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 what? Robert, the confusing part of this Reed situation to me, the staff was so proactive in recruiting over Oscar, assuming he was leaving, yet they aren't doing the same with Reeves. Wouldn't he be the easiest one of the two to recruit over at the end of the day? Well, and that's why I like. I think they would rather have Reeves back, um, and then they're just kind of uh, waiting to see because there's probably players like that that are still going to be available. Whereas Hunter Dickinson's, you know, former All-Americans, right? Like, that, that isn't always available versus a shooter in the portal. Really, the truth is, you, the portal's so big these days, you really can get anything and everything. It's just when you want to kind of pull 
when you want to pull up the net and see what you what you caught. It's when you want to make that decision to reel in. Uh, they, you you could have replaced Reeves easily. I still think there's some options that can be solid in terms of Reeves replacement out there. Oscar, yeah, you're probably running a little bit lower, like Roush said, but you had you had plenty. It wasn't just Hunter Dickinson. There was other names you could get as well, and there'll there'll still be some other like new names too. I, again, it's not over. I, just, I I think Cal could make things easier on himself by just talking and saying some stuff, but there's still going to be some big names. There still could be some surprises. It, it's it, we we are not panicking yet, but at least we can understand the panic. I think is the overall sentiment and statement of Kentucky roll call on, on where things stand. There's still time. Can't say it enough, Roush. Still time. All right. Still we'll, time. we'll end the text line there. Oh, we'll no, but we're out of time. We'll, we'll, yeah, there's not on the radio show, unfortunately. Uh, we'll have a lot of great text for tomorrow, which will be yes. a, a lot of fun. Maybe more pizza roll talk? I hope so. Summer radio. I hope so. May go fire some up right when we get off the air today. Thanks, everybody, for texting in. We'll have trivia tomorrow as well. It'll be a fun Thursday show for you. This is KRC on the Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Cannon.